0: hi everybody welcome to another episode of our stories they tell um my name is mara i'm renee and in this episode we're going to talk about the movie us now i'm really into horror movies like i love horror movies okay but renee
1: yeah not for me renee describe your feelings towards horror movies it used to be indifferent like i used to be so odd oh, i don't really care for them and now it's just like get behind me satan if that was a thing <laughs> Yeah, if that was a feeling, would be oh, get behind this feeling because um, stories are powerful, <laughs> mm-hmm. and horror certainly is. It's not for the faint-hearted. Mm-hmm. It's not for the faint-hearted. Um, it's not. but I like thrillers. I do like a good thriller, and sometimes like films like this, like us, kind of mm-hmm. dance between horror and thriller. Yeah, yeah. So I'm not I'm not mad at it as a as a genre, mm-hmm. but I'm also not gonna run and embrace the film and you know. Mm. Watch it by myself. <laughs> like, no. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um,
0: whereas on the other hand, I will go and watch it by myself because um, <laughs> I I kind of like to be scared sometimes. Sometimes I feel like it's it's cathartic to be scared. it's sick to be scared.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what it is. you're sick. No, no. I feel like there's a, there's a certain kind of thrill that you get from being scared of something and like not wanting to sleep at night because you're really scared. But that's just me. Um, in recent years, I've like slowly not been watching as much, as much horror movies because they've not been as good. Like then they've not been that scary. And Mm -hmm. us is interesting because it's not that scary to me, like as a horror movie watcher, like I wasn't Mm -hmm. really that scared, but in the cinema, actually, I remember being a bit more caught off guard and like jumpy about it. But, um, so the first time I watched the movie, I was in Spain um, and I thought it was Mm -hmm. scary, but. I didn't really get some parts of it. Like I didn't get the whole hand holding, hands across America thing. Cause like we're in the UK, so like we've never heard of that in our lives. Mm. Um, Yeah, I enjoyed it, but like some things I didn't really get fully, Um, but yeah, that was my first experience. What about you?
1: Yeah, I watched it in Greenwich with my friend. Mm. Um, I feel like I wasn't totally scared. Mm. I there was so much hype because of Get Out. There was mm. so much hype towards this one, and it had it had Lupita. So I was like, I'm ready to watch this because exactly. yep. I've never really seen her in kind of this role. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, but my first thoughts of the film, I actually can't remember my first my first thought of the film. I just remember that I wasn't that scared. I mm-hmm. wasn't as scared, and it wasn't as and I had an expectation of it because of get out. I had a certain expectation that I didn't think it met necessarily, Mm. which is not really fair because it's a totally different film to to Get Out and we can't really be, you know, imposing kind of our expectations on people's previous work, you know. Mm. But um, I just remember not being that, like, fully maybe satisfied because I had so much, like, you know, so much love and so much, like, um, expectation because of Get Out, which is... yeah i agree you know
0: yeah no no i agree because i was it's a very different movie from get out and the the scare in it like the thing that's scary in it is not the same as the thing that's scary in get out like the whole sunken place racism kind of and i feel like in get out the um the commentary was really really clear and specific it's like it's calling out like white liberals who pretend that they're not racist when they really are actually quite racist Mm -hmm. and it was a really, really specific commentary, but I feel like in us, it was more of a vague commentary and it wasn't really specifically to do with race like that. And I feel like that's probably where the disappointment or the dissatisfaction, I should say, came from.
1: Yeah, but then again, I like that as well. I like now thinking about it now, maybe when I first watched it, I wasn't really, um, ha- I wasn't sharing these thoughts, but now thinking about it now, I like that it didn't really have anything to do about explicit racism or mm. didn't. It wasn't another replica of of Get Out. Um, It actually looked into more complex issues within, like, the wider scale of race and, you know, politics and Mm -hmm. class and power. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, But definitely, I think, you know, as film watchers, when you like a particular director um you you like you you I don't know you just have certain expectations and I don't think that's necessarily healthy or not even healthy that's a bit dramatic but it's not good to have like if someone was asking me what well, was basing my future films on the works I've done before it would be kind of annoying I'm mm. like let this film live in the present moment and it's true you know yeah you know, yeah yeah
0: I yeah that's I completely agree it's true um so okay so let's just get into it like getting to the beginning of the movie so we're doing us directed by jordan peele in and it came out in 2019 um so basically yeah the movie starts in the 1980s and we see this young family um a, mu- a mom a dad and a child and they're walking through a fairground together um and it's like a carnival or a fair rather and they're walking through and they're playing with different you know what's it called stools <laughs> mm. the thing at different stores and they're not really having a good time. Like I feel like the relationship there was kind of strained. Did you see mm. that as well? Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. like they they weren't the mom and the dad definitely had a strange relationship and the girl was kind of quiet and kept to herself mm. at, at the back and was just going at the back with them. Um and then um a little bit later, the girl wanders off onto the beach and she sees this, like, kind of abandoned fair ride. It's a, like a hall of mirrors kind of thing. And she goes to the hall of mirrors, looks, looks, looks through. And then we, she finds, trying to find her way out and she backs up into a mirror and hits something and turns around and the thing she hits kind of looks exactly like her. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we cut away from the fa- that flashback, and we are in a car with um, Addie, who's played by um, Lupita Nyong'o, and she's in the car with her family now. She's old, she's grown, and she has like a family of her own. And her husband um, is Winston Duke's character, Gabe, and her two kids are in the back, and they're chilling, driving their lake house, their beach house. They're there on vacation, right? Um, and then I feel like the first thing that struck me immediately is the. The complexions of the characters. Wow.
1: Okay, go on. Well,
0: they're all the same. There's all the same skin tone range. And uh, we thank God. Oh, we thank God. <laughs> I was like, thank God, <laughs> like immediately. Thank God. Um, I think we talked about this in our other episode, but like um, the colorism in the skin tone ranges that they pick for certain actors and actresses is just so overt sometimes like there has to be a dark-skinned dad a light-skinned mom and then a light-skinned daughter and a maybe medium-toned son that is literally the script and i don't know no well, i know why it's scary it's literally scary and it's scary <laughs> but immediately we see that it's lupita who's very dark-skinned Winston Duke, who's, like, dark-skinned, and their kids are also dark-skinned. By some miracle, the D- kids didn't com- just come out <laughs> light-skinned. Light-skinned. Wow. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> and I was like, great, Well, are to a good start. well, are to a good start. The whole family is dark-skinned. We love to see it, like, immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like Winston Duke's character, because before this, we had seen him in Black Panther, right? And he was playing mbaku mbaku that's it thank you he was playing no. mbaku and mbaku is like the strong you know i love him do you really?
1: <laughs> yeah yeah anyway in
0: this like the role is completely different like it's like a 180 like he's the definition of like the dorky dad <laughs>
1: yeah phenomenal phenomenal actor yeah he really in is. his part mm-hmm.
0: yeah so they have like a stereotypical kind of family archetype um yes. i feel um it's like the the dorky dad, the slightly uptight mom, Lupita. She's kind of like uptight. She's like mm. a bit more no nonsense. The mm. the weird son, the son with like a weird idiosyncratic thing that he's doing. Like in this case always, always literally always always the boys. Like the boys boys are weird. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Literally <laughs> are weird. with the weird magic thing. Like what's anyway. And then the apathetic teenage daughter who's always got earphones in. Yeah. Yeah. Which was you've all been there. <laughs> that was so teenage me um but it's like a very te- stereotypical family archetype and we kind mm. of see that not only is this like a stereotypical um you know traditional family it's also very middle class because they're mm. going on holiday to a beach house now I don't know about you but my family does not <laughs> does not go on holiday to our own beach house
1: not in not in my no not in my wildest <laughs> imagination Like,
0: that is a very middle-class thing to be
1: doing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely a very foreign concept to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've been grown up in the (laughs) estate. In the estates, okay? So, yeah, no, that was, again, nice to see, Mm. though. Can't lie. Mm. Yeah, it was a very different portrayal of what um, black families are usually like. Yes, yes.
0: So, they have a nice-ish car. They have a boat. A smallish mm. boat and they have a nice summer house. And they look like they have, like, everything kind of sorted out. Like, everything is, is
1: cool. Um, mm. Except for the fact that in the car ride, you know, Adelaide just was not dancing to the beat of the song correctly. She wasn't. Like, she wasn't. She wasn't. And <laughs> I, I thought that I was bugging. Really? When? But then when I went to search it up and it was an intentional thing, that um, her character done because I think I was watching an interview with Lupita about the film mm. and it's those nuances the fact that you know black people have rhythm we're typically known to have mm-hmm. rhythm and if you notice in the film sis is clapping off beat. is it she was like snapping wasn't she so it's like snapping with her time. yeah was it off beat yeah. I didn't even catch that it was off beat <laughs> and yeah and I, and I thought I was bugging and but then when she said in the interview that that was intentional I said "Wow, wow so we even start to see that you know those those little nuances about her character that not everything is all right, man. She's all left. Yeah. She's all left. You that know? is crazy. But yeah. And that kind of fits mm-hmm. with the the
0: the twist that's coming eventually in the end, yeah. doesn't it? Um, but we move on and we see that we're gonna have a beach day today. Like that's what they're planning. Um, and they get to the beach and then we meet the other family in the narrative. Um, and this is the Tyler family and it's two twins. They're a white family, okay? And it's two mm. twin girls and, and their mom and their dad. Um, and they hang out together. This um, And immediately we kind of see like a contrast between them because even though Addie and Gabe are comfortably middle class, they are still not as middle class as this white family, right? Mm. This white family has a nicer car. They have like a nicer boat, which we see later. And they have like a nicer beach house, have mm. everything they have but nicer mm. and i think that was an interesting commentary on like so even if you work the same job as your white counterpart there's still systematic problems that means that you won't be afforded the same things that he has you might have it but like to a lesser extent it's like an inequality within an I- inequality
1: does that make sense yeah no that makes total okay. sense i think yeah, we, I think we see it um, not just in class systems, but like you said, in everything. So for example, you know, you might be a CEO of a company um, and a company that's doing just as well as your white counterparts company. But there's always going to be that kind of thing where you're never really, there's always going to be a level of inequality mm-hmm. there, whether you're CEO, whether you're whatever, but like you're, there's always going to be a level of, inequality that's not just based on the the thriving of the business Mm. but because of the color of Mm -hmm. your skin um so yeah that's a good observation as well to make about inequality within inequality Mm -hmm. yeah thank you (laughs)
0: um (laughs) yeah so so their son jason you know he a wanderer he's a weird kid so he wanders off and he wanders towards the same fun house that lupita got lost in 30 years ago and he comes across this guy that's like standing with his arms outstretched. And there's like blood dripping from his hands. Meanwhile, Lupita's character is having like a nervous breakdown trying to find her son. She's like, Where's he gone? Where's he gone? And he comes back and she, she's like, You should never do that. Never go away like that. Why would you do that? And she's freaking out. But they go back home and Lupita's still freaking out, but everybody else is kind of chilled out and, you know, going to bed and wrapping things up for the day. Addie tells Gabe the full story about what happened in that fun house. Like she said, she was down there and she saw herself. It looked exactly like her. It wasn't a mirror. She saw a girl that looked exactly like her down there. And she's like, every time I'm in this place, I feel like she's near or she's close. She's, she's, she's around the corner. She's, and I feel like she's coming closer because there had been, there had been a f- couple of coincidences throughout the film. So like the Jeremiah eleven eleven the the whole of mirrors that said find yourself inside, um and the twins the a set of twins there were two spiders just a lot of doubles twos twos twos, um and she's duality. like duality duality exactly and she feels mm. like she's getting closer, um and Gabe is like apathetic he's like oh you know you you woman with your woman things. <laughs> 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 like it was he was really brushing her off like he was like there's, it's fine don't worry you're just like you know a uh, uptight wife preoccupied mother kind of thing it turns out ali <laughs> was right cuz a few minutes later they go into the sitting room and jason informs them that there's a family on our driveway <laughs> and lo and behold they look outside and there's a family dressed in red holding hands outside their driveway god uh, forbid i didn't immediately call the police right mm-hmm. and grabs a baseball bat goes outside and tries to talk to them family disperses and runs oh. around the side of the house and the main big you know one in the family walks up to the door and tries to hit, hit down the door like um but eventually they're kind of all corralled into the um sitting room and they see that the people that were Trying to get them were them, they're like it's us and it's mm. it's identical copies of them, right? Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the 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 tethered, the tethered, exactly the tethered, and they look exactly like them but
1: just slightly less kempt. <laughs> yeah, just basically malicious, scary Very versions. Creepy, like any adjectives you can find that is
0: negative version of them. Creepy versions of themselves, exactly. Um, They look like versions of themselves that have been living underground. So they all sit down and before anybody can say anything, Gabe is immediately offering money (laughs) to the the Mm -mm. people attacking his house. He's like, oh, you know, you can drive me to the ATM, I can get you some money. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Mm. It made no sense because... People that look exactly like you, why would they want your be
1: here for your money? Yeah, first of all, it's like you've got someone that you've got a doppelganger in front of you. Yeah. Like, why are you not on your knees weeping to God and praying? Because first of all, this is of this is not of flesh and blood. Like where are we what are we doing? and second of all, yeah, that's a very interesting comment that Jordan Peel was trying to make about um middle class, mm-hmm. um, the middle class kind of privileges and stuff which is I didn't clock until um I watched a couple of videos and I started seeing reviews I was like no like he's just trying to fight like he's scared but no it was really interesting what Jordan Peele was trying to say through that bribery of money like hey I've got money Mm -hmm. yeah and I think it's like the
0: middle class idea that you know money will fix anything any kind of situation you're in yeah yeah they're not, the, like, the ignorance to what is really happening around you? Because, like, there's definitely a cognitive dissonance there. Like, why could he not see that this is bigger than than his ATM card? I
1: mean. <laughs> Best believe I would be, I would be on my knees. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I wouldn't even be, unless, number one, someone's invaded in your house. That's scary. Exactly. Number one. Number two, the person is you. Yes. How do you immediately, and I think the kind of absurdity that the, that Gabe would immediately go to money as a solution is what Jordan Poole's trying to highlight as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Like you have you have your doppelgangers in front of you, which is unnatural, mm-hmm. and the first thing you go to is money. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, it definitely is like the ignorance that such the cognitive dissonance of the situation. Um, right. And so the other adi, um, who's Red. called Red, exactly Red, yeah. um, talks in this says this monologue about her conditions and what she had to, like, endure in the alternate version of Earth where they were living, which is, like, underground. It's, like, loads and loads of tunnels underground where they kind of had to act out this grotesque, creepy, um, terrible version of what was happening above ground to mm-hmm. um, to adie and her family. Um, and I felt like that monologue some people i think i was reading reviews online and some people felt like there was a lot of um exposition through monologues in the movie like there's a lot of people just sitting there or standing there and telling us what was happening and they could have shown it shown it more but i actually felt like when i was listening to that the second time i was like this is really sad (laughs) like i felt for her a lot it was like sad and it was scary her voice was scary and I could kind of see where they were going with this intention to kill them. Because if you've had to mimic out a horrendous version of reality for, the, for most of your life, of course
1: you want to kill your, your other version. I think just as an interesting observation that I don't really see Black women... Be anything other than victims in horror films. I I haven't I don't have a broad range of horror films, mm. so I'm speaking on, on what I do know, so I don't want to speak, I'm speaking generally, I don't want to speak ignorantly, but with the, a lot of the films that I watch, it's always either um, the black woman and her family, they're vulnerable, or she's just vulnerable, or she's the first one to die, because you know that whole thing, black people mm-hmm. are always the first people mm-hmm. to die. So to see a black woman, and just a black family actually in general, adopt that role of a villain and then have their the the victims be um a black family as well, so having them play both roles, both sides, was really not nothing I've ever seen before. So it's really refreshing, exactly to see. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's
0: definitely a subversion of horror tropes. I mean, I can tell you, I've watched a lot of horror movies, and yeah, yeah. the black the black friend, the black person is usually not a main character. Um, and the right. black person is usually there's a trope of them usually being the first one or one of the first to die. Um, and yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely an interesting subversion because he that the final girl is Adi um, and the final family is like a black family. So not only is the final girl black, but the whole family survives at the end and the, the whole family is black. So everybody that survives yeah. in this movie is, is black and the white
1: family is the cat family that's killed off first. <laughs> Jordan Poole is just so great in terms of how he l- packs everything in, but we'll get into that when we do like our final thoughts. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting too, a very interesting like subversion of it, but I found the monologue that Red gave really quite sad. <laughs> mm. Like she had no, she had none of the choices that, I mean, this is also speaking of the uh, message of the, of the thing, which is like kind of at its core about like oppression. Um, but she had none of the choices that Addie's character had and everything she had was just forced on, upon her. Like it was kind of, it was, it was sad to me. I don't know why I felt for her so badly the second time watching,
1: but yeah. <laughs> um, probably because I knew the twist. Um, yeah. And I think the, the but, voice can throw you off as well. Like the voice can throw you off to what she's actually saying. Like mm-hmm. you're thinking, oh, like, what's going to happen next? Actually, like And you know, us, a lot of us as like, watch film watchers and film lovers, especially in the horror and thriller genre, like we're just anticipating what's going next. So it can really go over your head. The fact that this woman is talking about, she's been through a system of oppression. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but definitely like, oh no, she's a scary. You know, she, what's she going to do? She yeah. going to do that. Like, but yeah, that's a good point to make about the fact that you actually felt empathy, sympathy for her opposed to, mm. um, fear. fear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which is the first thing I felt. Mm. Um, but also I wanted to talk about
1: the um controversy over Lupita's voice. Did you do you remember that? Yeah, there was a controversy because uh, because of of the influence she got her voice from a lot of people yeah. were trying to come for Lupita. She based it so she basically <laughs> <laughs> So if you
0: know um so she based the voice over a real real life condition. Mm-hmm. Um well, she partially based, based the voice over a real life condition like can happen to people Mm -hmm. and she got a lot of backlash for this which she later apologized for um saying that you know she shouldn't this shouldn't be a thing in horror movies to always take the um to take actual illnesses and make them into into something scary and things like Mm -hmm. that and then it was just like okay valid point right Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be putting real illnesses and things like that in horror movies Mm -hmm. because you or immediately creating a stigma but white actors have been doing this for years and they won oscars mm, so wow. just when they decide to, that this is an issue for them it's always so selective mm. like it's so frustrating like okay she shouldn't have done that and definitely she should have apologized and stuff like that i definitely think that it creates stigmas to do this mm. but like why
1: is it now that you guys are angry <laughs> mm. yeah I, yeah i just didn't like the way they were the approaching it um well, like the way they were coming for her, because it's a thing that you've said it's been we've been doing that. So yeah, your point about how was selective is very very true. Obviously, this one is specifically pertaining to people who um have suffered from that condition. So this is a bit sensitive, and I I completely mm-hmm. understand. I don't agree with mm-hmm. with you know, but I do think that yeah. can we if we're gonna speak about that, let's 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 really call out everything because it's not when a black actress is doing it that you should be no, it should exactly, be a problem. That's my main gripe, exactly. Yeah. Literally, like, why is
0: it? Why is it now? Like, I've and the Joker movie just came out. Like, well, it didn't just came out, come out, but it came out last year. The Joker movie, and he based his, um you know, laugh in it, his condition over off a real condition, I believe. Yeah. Um, but you know, they call it method acting, and like, you know, he's bringing nuance to the character, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I'm like it can't just be one way for us and then another way for the rest of you okay um so kind of splinter off so each each version of themselves needs to kill um the same version of themselves (laughs) well at least that's that's what the plan is right and they kind of splinter off and um the the child the daughter zora goes off running and her ch- her other chases after them um, gabe's tethered um pulls him outside um and jason's tethered they go and play around in the in a dark closet together which i thought was interesting gosh Saw it out jason <laughs> listen jason yeah they go play around in the dark closet together um so yeah they they each find the a way to escape um, the situation that they're in, um, Gabe finds a way to actually kill his tethered by running him over with the through the motor of a boat, which was a very intense scene. Like it was kind of like I could see the Jaws inspiration there. Yeah, but then we have a break from them, and then we go to the White family's house, the Tyler's kitty and josh (laughs) okay the two parents of the tyler's house were having a like a little petty discussion or an argument because kitty thinks there's people outside and josh is like no no no, you're just you know you're just you're just it's in your head it's fine you're crazy blah 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 (laughs) but she was right because the next scene they get killed (laughs) they're tethered come in Mm -hmm. um and slit their throats and they bleed out on the floor and it was a really funny scene because when kitty is like trying to crawl away from her tethered, mm-hmm. she's asks um, Ophelia, which is like th- that world's version of Siri, mm-hmm. to like, to call the police. And instead of calling the police, the the stereo s- plays Fuck the Police by NWA. Oh, oh,
1: yeah. Ophelia says, abolish the police. Like, bye. <laughs> like, See, it's those little things that Jordan Peele does that like, it's just so smart. So smart anyway, yeah
0: yeah that was really funny funny to
1: me bless
0: her <laughs> I don't know bless kitty but yeah bless her because this is the thing that happens a lot in the thing as well um the women and their intuitions are right mm. <laughs> wow and yeah yeah like and i feel like a lot in you know, a lot of horror movies There's a final girl, but she doesn't really have that much intuition about the whole situation. Like, everything kind of gets sprung up on her. She doesn't know what's happening. She doesn't have kind of, like, an awareness. Mm -hmm. But, like, Lupita knows what's happening right immediately from the jump and she recognizes all of the 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 coincidences and stuff mm-hmm. and kitty also is like you know this is happening i'm not crazy She has like this this intuition that things things are happening and her husband doesn't believe her mm-hmm. and that's a trend too like the women are right but the husbands don't believe them fam
1: that's 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 real life
0: <laughs> literally <laughs> it's so real, real it's so real it's true so, the Wilsons arrive at the um the other family's house, and immediately Addie is kidnapped by um one of the the tylers the, the tethered of the Tylers and she's taken up into the room and she is like chained to the bed by um Kitty's tethered version mm-hmm. um and then the kids have to go in and like rescue their mum. Mm-hmm. Um, And they go up the stairs and they kind of find each twin and then hit them over the head with golf clubs Mm -hmm. and defeat each one, one by one. Mm -hmm. And Zora gets to one twin and like hits her over the head once with the club and then repeatedly hits her over the head in like one of a a really gory scene in the movie Mm. where like blood is flattering everywhere and she's just going for it with the the golf club. Mm. And I think that like draws parallels between how we're not sure who is actually the, the morally right person in the movie. Right. Like, why is she going that crazy, please? Yeah, the one hit was enough, Zora babe. What literally? The one would have done. Literally. <laughs> and the, the 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 um the tethered version of the twin is like screaming underneath her, and she's like just keeps on going and keeps on hitting her until she like she's like quiet. And I'm like, rah, like if you'd never killed someone before, I don't know if I'd be going that
1: crazy. <laughs> yeah, like and I think it shows that. Even the ideal family, they're not ideal. Like there's mm. always something about someone. There isn't this perfect, happy, go-lucky family that um exists. They have they have that's the thing, because you know, the the whole fact of them being a tethered version of themselves is that the suppressed, concealed aspects of their personalities that is not in full display, um, is being shown, is being reflected. And in this kind of tense moment of survival of the fittest and stuff like that we start mm. seeing those kind of um morally twisted, you know, twisted attributes. things coming yeah. out exactly, exactly
0: yeah um yeah exactly that's literally what i think too so is chained up in um kitty's bedroom and tethered kitty is there and she's playing with kitty's real makeup and this is obviously the first time she's actually seen real makeup, but she's obviously acted out the process of making, of doing makeup a thousand times, because, you know, that's what Mm. the tethered did, and um, it's like, she looks so happy doing Mm. it, and we hear outside Gabe killing her husband, like, her tethered husband, Mm. and she, like, pretends to scream and pretends to cry, which I thought was really creepy, like, just her screaming, like pretending to be really, really sad that her husband is dying, and then mm. laughing
1: afterwards. Yeah, that is that was, and I didn't really get what what that was about. Um, I, if I was to stretch it, I would think that because Kitty, I believe she's been in a marriage that is not successful. Maybe some tension, some brokenness mm. in it. But obviously, on surface level, she wants to display that she li- she has a happy and healthy marriage. Um, and mm. obviously. Kitty's tethered version is a more realistic but wicked version of herself, right? And so Mm. this kind of pretense and performance about crying and then laughing and then crying and all that stuff um, is showing that Kitty doesn't really care about her husband in a real life. She doesn't Mm. really care about her... Her husband, you know, you put this pretense like, oh no, you know, this is my family and this is my yeah. husband and you know, we're so devoted to each other and da da da. Um but then when it when worse comes to worse and your husband's literally being battered and bruised, like <laughs> man doesn't care. <laughs> Like, this is just trying to put some makeup on, so I think it kind of yeah. plays to the point of this pretense we put on about our loved ones and about our family and the attitudes we have towards them when it's like low key we hate them. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so if I was to stretch, I could make. Do you know what? I still think I would get a, a good grade in that stretch because that is a... no, I, I that wasn't that definitely wasn't my interpretation,
0: but I like that. Interpretation. What was yours? Like it's, mine was basically I thought she was so used to performing as Kitty that she just like you know inherently just um clicked back into what kitty would have done in that moment Mm -hmm. and then like cried like silently cried because she thought that's what real kitty would have done Mm -hmm. but in actuality she didn't care because you know the teller didn't get to choose who their Mm husband was so she didn't she didn't care like yeah whether he lived or died Mm -hmm. so basically she just like laughed because she was like now i'm finally free to
1: to do what i want to do like i don't care Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> I would use those. I, I would use your argument to. I use that as oh my would last, my last point to kind of sweeten the essay. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Sweeten indeed. Yeah. But um, I thought that was a really interesting scene, and then she also like cuts her face because um, Kitty, you know, was talking about how she did this, um plastic yeah. surgery, and she like cuts her face like as Kitty would have cut it, but. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. And then, but then we end up killing everybody in the house, basically. Mm-hmm. And the the family regroups and tries to decide what to do next. Mm-hmm. They try to call the they try to call the police, but all of the police lines are filled up. They see on the news that this isn't just happening to them; it's happening to literally everybody mm-hmm. around. And they're it's like, a "What should we do? <laughs> <laughs> it's a pandemic! Oh my god, do it. <laughs> it's a pandemic!
1: Mm-hmm. of evil twin versions of ourselves yeah Yeah. um that would just top off 2020 god forbid (laughs) i rebuke that in jesus name (laughs) (laughs) Um, so gabe's idea is
0: to sit back relax just stay in this house and see see what what happens just like you know defend this make it a stronghold and Addie's like no, they're definitely going to come for us and they're trying to kill us. Like, why would we just stay mm-hmm. here? And Gabe's like, oh, you worry too much. No, you know, being very flippant with her concerns. And she's like, no, 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 this is my time. Like, we need to get the hell yeah. out of here. <laughs> and she rounds everybody up and they go into the, um, the Tyler family's car. They take their car. But then Adi's character goes back in, Addie, sorry, goes back in to get the car keys. And one of the twins is still alive. And then this is one of the first hints out at the twist that we get. Um, she has to fight um, the, the tw- one of the twins, the tethered twins. Um, and she ruthlessly, <laughs> ruthlessly killed her. And while she's doing it, she's like grunting and like mo- and, like panting like one of the the tethers. So Jason happens to see her doing this and he's like, um, what that's Mom. going on? Mom? <laughs> is that you Mom, but this is this is why I was thrown off as well because because the daughter had done the same thing right Aye. I was like maybe this is just showing that you know the tethered and the the non-tethered are like kind of the same mm-hmm. like in essence but I think he was trying to do both mm-hmm. and I was like oh
1: maybe it's just genetic yeah yeah no that was I don't know how to articulate the fact that she the the, the normal the, the normal daughter um zora right was tapped yeah yeah like completely literally just like her mama you just know like her mom and i was like is this genetic
0: but no this a generational curse. <laughs> what's going on here it was very strange but jacob was like okay i'm gonna you know just log this in my brain for later Take off by the um they take off down the road and they see Zora's evil twin, or tethered rather, and um, mm. she's standing in the road and she manages to get onto the car and um hang onto the car as they're driving and they end up throwing her off and killing her. And Addie goes out to see whether she's dead for real. She sees that she's still alive, but she's completely like mangled in this tree. And she actually seems kind of to feel sorry for them, which I thought mm. was interesting because like they're still her kids. Well, they still mm. look like her kids, even though you know they're mm. evil tethered versions. Um, and also mm. with the twist that comes at the end, it could have easily been her kid, right? Yeah. So this yeah. makes sense, but I was like, that's an interesting element because it, it's not as easy as survival of the fittest, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So um, at this point, they drive towards the towards the beach, and they see that everybody, all of the tethered people, are like holding hands. For some reason, and they're holding hands with each other and creating like a long chain in the beach. Um, and they get stopped by a car on fire, and it's like their car that's like burning up. And um Jason's tethered is there and he um is blocking the way. Jason uses the control trick that he had learned to lure the tether and push him into the fire. Um, but while doing this, he gets captured by mm. Red. Red takes him down to the underground mm. bit and um Addie jets off and for some reason knows exactly where she's going. Well. We know it should be fair because she goes to the Hall of Mirrors again mm. and goes down a long web of staircases, down, down, mm. down, 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 and comes to into this weirdly sanitized, mm. very clean, white structure. And it's, like, filled with rabbits, which, interestingly
1: enough, I learned that Jordan Peele mm. is really scared of rabbits. I would be. They're, they're scary creatures. They're, <laughs> they're not cute. Do you think they're scary? There's something creepy about the length of their ears oh, really? and the thickness of their body. <laughs> There's something very, very, very,
0: I very am starting so about dead. that. Yeah,
1: they're they're yeah.
0: But I, I really. What do you want a rabbit or? No, I don't want a rabbit because I feel like they're too fragile. Like I remember holding my friend's rabbit and she was like, "Oh, you know, don't let him kick out because he can break his back." And I was like, "What kind of fragile?" Sang. I was like, just like that what kind of fragile animal is this Ew. for fragile
1: creatures they just they seem to have some sort of an an intimidation about them they, really? they can't really do anything they're a bit static anyway this is not about this is not about yeah, the representation yeah. of rabbits but, it's not
0: about- <laughs> but i mean i i brought that up so we could laugh about it i didn't actually think no no yeah <laughs> no, agree.
1: I, listen i agree with jordan pill so
0: really? yeah
1: so interesting so interesting anyway moving on um
0: yeah so they're filled with rabbits and we see like an extended flashback i mean we encounter red and she's talking to us about her whole master plan um to you know to recreate hands across america and literally do it across the whole of america using the tethered so yeah so this ends up in a big climactic fight between red and Addie and you know Addy is, like, vehemently trying to kill her, trying her best with all her might to kill her. And um, Red is, like, using, like, these, you know, smooth moves and, like, being very fast and and purposeful with her attack. Mm. And she's, like, slicing her with the scissors. And eventually, in the end, it culminates in Addie getting the upper hand and stabbing Red. And she stabs her and Red is dying and she's whistling to herself and whistling like the tune that she was whistling when she first went into the hall of Mirrors, and it's kind of sad addy if that wasn't enough strangles her with like the chains on her wrist and is like grunting and doing that panting thing that all of the 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 tethered people do and then she hears something behind her and we're like oh my god is it another person is it like another tethered but she goes to the cupboard and it's actually her son jason and she finds him in, in a locker and Jason is like terrified and she's like, oh no, it's me, like trying to get him to to calm down. It can't calm down because like, what did he just hear? They go and pick up the, the rest of the family and they drive off into a very uncertain future, an uncertain future. And Jason is looking up at his mom and his mom is looking down at him and he's like looks confused. At this point, they reveal that when she encounter they encountered each other that day in the Hall of Mirrors, they switched places. So Red is actually the original mm-hmm. Addie that was on the in the surface, and Addie is actually red and she she strangled her, chained her to the bed and switched places with her. And that is why Adi couldn't talk in her youth. That is why um, she struggles to speak now sometimes. And that is why she's been grunting like a maniac (laughs) when
1: she's killed something. It's so messed up. Like, I don't have any Mm. other words, but it's so messed up. Like, I just don't know because throughout the film, we've been allies with um the fake Addy, like we've been allies of they're yeah. like you throw this at us but we st- because we've you've you've put you've just basically put us on this journey where we have a commitment and a devotion to Addy, and now you're trying to tell us that oh mm-hmm. that devotion is is false because she's not who mm-hmm. she yeah. says she is it's really really like mm-hmm. it's so messed up because you're like do I just give up my loyalty to this character that I've you know I've grown attached to mm-hmm. or am I like no? One Adi man, she's, a, she's an op. I'm <laughs> going to switch my side with Red, which you can't because you just, uh, well, I don't know. It's based on... Okay, I switched sides, yeah. Did you? I mean, was it immediately? So when you first watched okay. it, was it immediately like, oh, yeah, In- she's when an immediately, op? Immediately, uh, the
0: first time I watched it, I think I was more on the fence. I was like, oh, you know, it's tight, but like she got to do what she got to do. But I was like, no, but she's been dealt, Red has been dealt a very, very shit hand. So... How could I still be on Addie's side when she did this and et cetera, et cetera? But now I'm finally on I'm finally on Red side.
1: Yeah. You have to put your, to really deeper. You have to put yourself in a position, like literally put yourself in that position. And if I was in that position, there's no way. Like how, what kind of injustice is that? Nah, injustice of the highest degree, yeah. It's crazy. The highest
0: degree. Um, but especially I feel like it's even worse because red. Would have known because she was on the surface for, for uh, an amount of time. She yeah. would have known what it would be like to have grown up. Like because the people on in the underground have never seen the surface, so they don't know what they're missing out on. But she knows. <laughs> oh no, it's so bad when you really. Do. Um. And Jason looks, and he looks like he knows. ali looks at him and is like, does a little smirk, and Jason puts his mask down as if to protect himself from this woman who is actually like a horrible monster.
1: Mm. Um, and then the movie ends <laughs> ooh Chile ooh Chile yeah. I, have, I, I have so many thoughts about the film in terms of like final thoughts and the ending but I think one of the things is if we're rooting for Adelaide who actually should be in red's position while rooting for inequality that mm. like, that's that's fendi facts yeah right so yeah um <laughs> it's-, it's just very very annoying it's not annoying because it's fantastic it's actually very clever that jordan peele would do that to us at the mm-hmm. end um and it really mm-hmm. shows you know the thing you're talking about in terms of morality it really shows that morality is not straightforward at all at all mm-hmm. um and yeah, I guess you know with the the re like the other stuff that I've been watching about it, it is America and it is two worlds of America, and it is this kind of mm. uppity, happy-go-lucky middle class, and it is the mm. deprived, marginalised, um, oppressed mm. lower class, or um, mm. like other like I feel like it's not it, it's
0: not even upper and lower. Mm even though it's like an upstairs, downstairs kind of, you know, thing, but it can be like anything. It can be like an other, it doesn't have like to, a, a different yeah. person, a different religion, a different race. It, it doesn't pertain to anything. Class. Okay. It doesn't have to go to
1: yeah.
0: class. Uh, it it does have a lot of class things in it because it's like capitalism, you know, they're, they're securely middle class. But I feel like if you replace it with any other kind of different marginalized group, yeah. it would still work. Yeah, I
1: totally agree. It's just, this one they were exploring class but it it could be it could be easily replaced replaced with any other specific theme or any other specific injustice in society like um but yeah so there's no solution or there's no easy solution to inequality period
0: yeah i just yeah and not even that there's no easy solution i feel like it's saying that like you can't just go on and not recognize that this is happening. Like the fact that the the middle class or our main family, the Wilson, Wilsons, were just so ignorant to the fact that this is happening, and everybody didn't know. And you know, something's gonna have to change, and something will will kind of shake hmm. things up eventually. Like saying that it's saying an oppressed group will eventually rise up. Well, that's what it's saying for me anyway. Will eventually rise up and fight back. And th- it's basically saying that the oppressed group mm. will win.
1: Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I, mean. I can see that. Um, but in yeah. terms of the ending, I'm talking about the fact that there wasn't any simple ending. It wasn't like you know, it wasn't like Jason all of a sudden loves his mum and they're all together singing. I put five on it. I don't know what mm-hmm. actual song is called, but like singing, it's not. Nothing has returned to normal. And you know, with with in the ending yeah, of the film, right, you kind right. of want that solution or just something to tie it together together and Jordan pulls like I'm not going to give you that solution I'm not going to give you this tied you know this 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 complete and together ending um even with Get Out he done yeah. that I'm not going to give like Donny was probably Chris was probably traumatized and it's probably there's probably a lot of things traumatized. <laughs> <AF>. honestly like <laughs> there's probably a lot of things that birthed further further more from from his experiences but that's what Jordan Peele does he says I'm not going to give you just an ending for an ending. Like, if we go back to Queen and Slim, I don't think it was a simple solution per se, but it was like, you know, mm. they wrapped it up neatly. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They killed up them. Up. Um, yeah. Whereas with this, it's like, mm-hmm. there's trust issues now. What happens to the... There's so many questions that are not answered. So that's what kind of... Mm-hmm. It's, it's frustrating, but that's that's a good film. A good film is a reflection of, you know, reality in a, in a very amazing and, and thought provocative way and reality is that we're not going to have any mm. like you said there's not going to be a thing where it's like you know it's fine you know things are just going the same there could be a thing where the, mm. the oppressed are rising it could be um foreshadowing mm-hmm. sorry foreshadowing that so yeah it's mm-hmm. just a lot but I was gonna were you gonna add anything called or- <laughs> yeah I think like as
0: a horror movie um even though yeah. I wasn't that scared by it I feel like if well in that it made me scared of things that I wasn't lo- scared of before because I remember afterwards, I was like looking at scissors differently I was like rah like
1: <laughs> really <laughs> do you know what I
0: mean? yeah scissors um and doppelgangers like twins do you know what I mean <laughs> yeah. I'm scared of, like, an uh, an exact copy of you kind of thing because mm-hmm. I remember watching I watched some interviews with Jordan Peele and he was talking about how um he's always been scared of his own doppelganger because like imagine seeing someone that looks exactly like you, like across the road. Bam. And and instead of like looking shocked or confused like you are, they like smile like knowingly. Like this is the scenario you no, gave us. So
1: and I was like, that's so scary. Scary that is so scary. That is, it
0: is. And I feel like it functions well in that. I was never really phased by seeing an exact copy of me, but now That I watched this movie, like I can see the concept and how that concept is scary. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It's just really the commentary is really good because it it shows like there's like three different levels. Like the first of all, it's like circumstantial. The the differences between the tethered and the normal people are just circumstantial. It's just because they were born on top that they're they're living like this. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It could have been any of them. Any of them could have been tethered. Any of them could have been, um, could have been underground. Could have been normal. And Mm -hmm. it kind of shows like within inequalities, like it's circumstantial you 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 were just born into this like you didn't work hard for it really (laughs) it's not something it doesn't say anything about your character that you're you're upper class or middle class it doesn't say anything about you as a person it just says that you were born into this
1: yeah (laughs)
0: do you know what I mean yeah I I feel like that was a really good point to to make that it could have been either way
1: um yeah, I get it, like, or, yeah, in terms of, like, in this context and just in life, like, class is not a thing where it's, like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not a thing where it's, like, I choose to be upper class or I choose to be lower class. Mm. Um, But I think, you know, if I was going to give you a Renee faith analysis on this, this is what I would say. This would be my essay. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's give yeah, let's do a short essay. It would be that, let me hear it in in my humble opinion that um our class is has intention I definitely don't think like you know we're plopped into this I was plopped into working class for on any other reason I believe is intentional um I actually believe that people I I don't want to say especially but I kind of want to say especially people with who have you know more privileges or who are in a middle class or upper class you have been I believe that you've been entrusted with the things that you have like you have you have you have privilege, you have some sort of capital. Um, mm. and it's not something that you choose in, in terms of the whole point of it being circumstantial, it's not something that you choose, it's it's god, it's something that, that God has God has placed you in this class for a reason. And so I really feel like knowing that this is a circumstantial thing that you are in this class, you kind of have no right to mistreat that that position, that authority, does that make sense? Like, mm. yeah, you know, I'm not saying that you should go and hide your class and start wearing rags. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I'm definitely saying that you've been put in this position for a reason. I Like, it is... I, both arguments that it is circumstantial because it's not your choice, but it is intentional from a faith perspective. And I really feel like you've been entrusted in this position. Don't, like don't behave in such a way that is, like, I, I made it myself. I don't know how to explain it, but, like, I, I've, it's through my liberty and my freedom that I'm in this class, which is a lot of Mm. the way I think a lot of us think. And even with working class, like, I think, like, um, again, like, I'm not, it, it can't be a thing where it's, like, you know... Oh, it's 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 a thing that's just I, I chose to be. No one chooses to be in working class. If I had a choice, I would probably be in upper class with the Queen and them man. But we move. Mm, um, yeah, I think my point, my my what I'm trying to get at is that I believe that it's intentional the classes that we're in, but I also believe it's circumstantial in that we don't choose the class that we're meant to be in. Um, and if I was doing a faith analysis, that would be my thesis, and then I would unpack that. That's
0: I don't know. That's an interesting notion, but I think. Like, talking about the the film is definitely making a f- statement saying it's, this is an arbitrary thing. Like, you know, being born into a middle class or a lower class family is an arbitrary thing. Mm. Like, even in, in, yeah, even in life, there's no guarantee that you will, you know, move up a class level. Do you mm. know what I mean? I don't think it's, the people that do end up, you know, becoming upper class from a lower class background it is... a very very small minority Mm. and it's not it's not guaranteed and it doesn't really say anything about how hard you're working or how good of a person you've been in your life or anything like that and i think that's what that's what the comment is when i say it's arbitrary it's like even okay you've been born into a lower class family Mm. whether you think that's you know via god or or whatever Mm -hmm. um but it doesn't mean it doesn't say anything about you as a person or your character, just because you're upper class does not mean that you're better or your, your ancestors were better or they pulled themselves <laughs> off by the bootstraps and things like that. Because I feel like, I feel like there's a, there's, sometimes there can be a, especially via capitalism, mm. there can be a moral spin on your class identity. Wow. Right. And it's just untrue. It doesn't say anything about you, your family, your ancestors, whether you are born on whatever it's ca- myth. um cast level. it's a yeah. myth yeah and i think that's what i'm he means and that's what i mean
1: anyway by the oh, cast. yeah i like that point
0: um so renee what did you think about the film's representation of black women
1: yeah i, I thought it was brilliant um Mm. the the film wasn't even and it's great when it's when it's films like that films that don't specifically look at race and it's like um the the black the narrative is not fueled and the black woman's like character journey and 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 story world is not fueled by her race or pertaining to her race Mm -hmm. it's just Mm -hmm. um it, it, it explores many other things but in terms of um lupita's character red and um Addie, like I thought it was amazing because it's something I've never really seen on screen, similar to our mm. Queen Slim episode when, when i when when we're talking about her like the nuances of um Queen's character. But yeah, the same here. Mm. But in a horror genre, which again to me, like you mentioned earlier about you know the films that you see, it's always the black person being killed first, is all is always like mm-hmm. the their vulnerability. So to see that um in Lupita, and to see Lupita play two roles as well, how like phenomenal was that? I know, like, oh my God, we didn't even. You forget yeah, that it's not two different actresses; like, it's actually Lupita. Exactly. And the amount of probably like work that she had to do to develop those exactly. both characters and to yeah. do those distinctions and and speci- specificities can't even say it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, like it's and the two voices and everything bro, honestly like, it's amazing. Um, I particularly mm. enjoyed um seeing two. Just the complexity of of both characters, the fact that mm. um, the fact that I was really drawn and really committed into loving and being loyal to A- um Addy um who mm-hmm. turns out to actually be Red, um, and mm-hmm. then drawing this like empathy and sympathy and just um, guilt towards um, mm-hmm. the real Addie. like that to mm-hmm. me is just um for, to to do that to make me feel so like split. Um, is, mm. is 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 something? It's just something I've never really experienced before. Um, so, yeah if I was to rate out of ten, th- there's no reason why I wouldn't. Well, get, I mean, you don't have. To yeah, rate yeah. It no, I like to kind of conclude my. <laughs> cool. yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'm gonna leave that because I don't know. It's hard. It's okay. hard for me to. Yeah, it's hard. It's, it's a hard to rate, rate. that way. <laughs> <hard>. yeah. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I agree, and I think what you said about the the race thing, like. Black people being in in a genre and it's not focused on their race is really is that's exactly what it is. But it's also acknowledging the fact that they're still black. Like I feel like a lot of shows they write a character um that's and the the person that's acting is black, but you could never really tell. You couldn't even tell that the person was black from how the character is written. Mm -hmm. But this is obviously still a very still a black family. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I think he the, the nuance in that is really interesting and it's really nice to see like even though it's not about race they're still black does that make sense (laughs) even though it's not about
1: race they're still yeah it's like those people that are like i don't see color and they think it's a good Mm. thing that they're saying i don't see color no the whole point is to see color but not to um see color and such discriminate, right exactly <laughs> and, yeah mean? see color because i was i will i'll be transparent if you don't see my color exactly. um oh my god what word you No, know? <laughs> <It> doesn't make <laughs> sense it
0: doesn't um yeah and i agree like the fact that she was playing two characters the entire time was just right. like what the whole cast was playing two characters at the same at the ta- time, exact time. It was mad um and i think like the idea of motherhood was there in the in the thing as yeah. well i feel like um you know she was kind of like an example of like a primal mother like she was very you know protective of her kids yeah. and the last the last part of the movie was all to get her son out of a dangerous situation mm-hmm. um and you could feel the kind of like primal mother kind of aspect of motherhood there. But she's still untethered. Red was kind of apathetic towards her kids. She thought they were monsters. She was kind of controlling them, like the matriarch of her kind of
1: world. And can I just jump in there with the fact that you just said that, you know, the, the last time we see mm. Addie in action is saving her kid. And it's like, she's still she's still wrong. Mm. Like, you know, she's still a villain in this when, when we actually deep it. It's not obviously like, and but to, to still see that, you know, she's still yes. she's still human. She's still a villain, but she's still human. And I don't really see young yes. women being well-rounded mm. villains as well. It's either they're just bitchy
0: or yes. just, like,
1: um the mm-hmm. mistress. This is, like, a, a proper villain, but exactly. then she has this vulnerability and tenderness and... Literally, yeah. that's literally it, yeah. You don't really see... Them being villains mm. like that,
0: and she the little smile that she gives at the end, is she's like, uh, "You thought <laughs> like, it's so
1: creepy." But I so brilliant. It's so
0: it's so good. Yeah, it's literally really really good. If there was anything I would say, I feel like the some of the storylines, I feel like like the daughter storyline, Zora storyline, was a bit cut off. I feel it wasn't like f- as fully developed as some of the other yeah. Tevads. Like their, her relationship to her tethered wasn't really that clear, apart from like the fact that she they both yeah. liked running. Yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean um and but I feel like it's probably because the move they didn't have enough time in the movie mm. kind of thing um but yeah I really liked the representation and I really liked to do Peter in this role it was interesting to see her Cute. versatility as an actress
1: so anything else you want to add or is that it? anything I want to add no um I wouldn't watch the film again but I'd say if you haven't watched the film, watch the film. I don't know I kind of feel like this film should have been talked about just a bit more given um how rich it was in its themes mm. and in its um in its thought provoking mm. um foreshadowing of America like I really feel like this film could have had a bit more vim in its reaction yeah. I don't know if it's because people had expectations of get out if that has something I think, to do with it.
0: I think so. I think like people, I feel like people right. didn't know what to make of it when it came out because it has so many like different layers and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I feel like it should have gotten more
1: accolades. Where's, where are its accolades? Please. Yeah, Come no, on. seriously. Like I, 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 I almost forgot about when Amara mentioned it to, to do a review on it. Like I almost forgot that like, that film existed and there was actually a really, really. Well, good. well-rounded film like, yeah. I didn't just, it was a good film so yeah I'd say if you haven't watched it um watch it <laughs> yeah you should I think you should watch it if you like
0: horror movies like it's a good uh casual kind of not too intense horror movie to watch I yeah. feel um and if you don't like horror movies I feel like it's a good it's also a good horror movie to watch because it's not that gory um like it's just it's just a bit of blood
1: like it's fine Don't be a baby. (laughs) All right. There's just a bit of blood. Um, Um, Yeah, I wanted to speak about the fact that I I really enjoyed um, seeing some new faces in the acting scene, particularly Zora's character, Shahidi Wright, Joseph. We love that. What a strong name, but yeah. Um, And even um, young um, Adelaide, which was played by Madison Curry. Um, It was nice that they didn't use an actress like Marseille Martins, who is obviously known for Blackish and other stuff. Like, it was nice to see these new actresses breaking in. Um, And I think a lot of... And it's it's certainly, certainly better than you getting a mixed-race girl with curly hair that we know just to... Do you know what I mean? With what we were talking about earlier.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I definitely agree, yeah. And to see new faces and casting, you know, with the colour... Oh. The same color as your lead. We have to reiterate that, that point
1: because that point is you know, special.
0: It really is, but like it is really nice to see a dark-skinned actress in the role, in the lead role of a normal family. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, she's not. She's not a slave in this one because it seems like when during when it's um when it comes <laughs> to slave slave narratives, you find all of the dark-skinned actors. Oh, you can
1: find them then. <laughs> you
0: can find them then.
1: Okay. <laughs> That's such a valid point. <laughs> all okay. extras everywhere, everywhere. Uh, are you really
0: Suddenly, you can find there's an abundance of dark skin actresses. But abundance. when it comes to normal, when it comes to normal, um, when it comes to normal everyday family sitcoms, there's no dark skin actresses to be seen. Like suddenly, there's a shortage.
1: Man said abundance. Know? It's true, though. It's so true. Come on, Hollywood, yeah. do better.
0: Do better. But yeah, that's a good point. It's nice to see new faces, and it's nice to see you know different complexions. Okay. We'll keep on reiterating it
1: until we hear bad news. Yeah. Damn. So shout out to Shahidi Wright Joseph and Madison Curry, your future's looking bright. Don't settle for less. You're probably not gonna hear this podcast we might do it we might blow who knows? who knows But yeah no very valid point you know cast right because i'm gonna you know what that's my point every time someone says oh no but you know but but yeah, no why the heck <laughs> is there an abundance of dark-skinned actresses and actors for slave narratives but there seems to be a shortage when it's a na- normal go lucky happy family sitcom sitcom Literally. sorry you're even making me pronounce my words wrong <laughs>
0: but yeah but but i also i just wanted to mention with the lupita thing i think this i said this already but the subversion mm-hmm. of the horror trope of the final girl and making lupita the, a black girl the final girl and also making her the villain is such a good subversion because i don't think i've ever seen a horror movie with a black girl as a final girl ever and I think that was a really um, a good choice in the movie and it's good for representation of Black women in the horror genre in general.
1: Well, right. I should have wrote about this in one of my English essays. Anyway, <laughs> you mean... You I don't absolutely. know how you would have
0: made that work, but...
1: <laughs> yeah, it would have been hard. Well, because, like, we, I don't have a module with film, but I feel like because the film was so recent, it didn't have that much um, secondary material mm-hmm. around it. But, yeah. Okay. Dang. Yeah, but I just feel like that's a good
0: but um yeah anyway i feel like yeah watch the movie us is really good um and yeah catch us here next time on another episode of our stories they tell let us know what you want us to review
1: yeah so yeah just send us your yeah. reviews follow us on all our
0: socials and exactly things. and um here is the end of a very messy episode but join us next time we promise <laughs> it will be more
1: <laughs> structured than this we'll be okay. less ghetto we promise <laughs> exactly all right bye bye